Twitter handle, at Religion of Woke, all one word. How would you like to play a video game? You can be Mario or Luigi. And if you save the princess, she's real. And if you want, you can just live your life in the video game, married to the princess. But it's PG-13, so no titties. So I'm listening to the new episode of Daniel and Jorge Explain the Universe. Uh, definitely one of my favorite podcasts. It's a, uh, I guess he's a quantum physicist, but, but, but he can do any. Anyways, Daniel's a physicist. He's quantum, and his job is quantum, but he can do, uh, you know, stars and galaxies and stuff, as well as atoms and quarks. And then he has a, whatever, a partner, and then they, you know, it gives them banter. The other guy's a cart, has a PhD in um, mechanical engineering from Stanford, but he's a cartoonist. And I guess they came together because the physicist wanted to write a book for kids about physics, and the cart, and so he's looking for a cartoon cartoonist to illustrate it. And so they came together. I think now they have a PBS cartoon that they've kind of created. Uh, and they got this podcast. I'll say it again. Daniel and Jorge, which is J-O-R-G-E, explain the universe. And it's absolutely awesome if you love physics. And what I really love about it is uh, if I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't sleep, I put on that podcast and it will knock my ass out. So the latest episode is listener questions. And a dad and a son from Brazil, they said, um, is the fact that the universe is quantized and the speed of light has a speed limit to it. Is that evidence or, you know, yeah, is that evidence in favor of the idea that we are living in a simulation? And so the idea there is that, you know, the universe is quantized means that there's a certain length that you can't go you can't go under. So it's almost like the universe is pixelated, you know, like a pixel on a screen, like a 3D pixel. Like the whole universe is a bunch of 3D pixels. They're incredibly small, but at some point you get down to the pixel size and you can't go no smaller. And then the speed of light is like there's no way for me to affect someone on the other side of the universe right now because, you know, like say I shoot a laser Let's make, it, let's make it a little closer instead of the other side of the universe. Say I want to shoot a laser and kill someone on a planet around Proxima Centauri. I believe that's the closest star to our sun. So that's four light years away. So I can't shoot a laser and kill that person right now. It's going to take four years for that laser to get there and kill them, you know, if my aim is super good. Okay, and then the simula simulation hypothesis... This is the idea, you know, basically, like, look at a video game, right? Like, there's people in that video game, you know, there's you, you the player, there's you, Mario and Luigi, but there's, you know, there's little mushrooms, and there's little uh, princesses and stuff, and currently, like, no one thinks the princess in Super Mario Brothers has a consciousness, is conscious, but as, these vi as video games get fancier, like, you know, could you build a video game so fancy that the princess thinks that she is real and thinks that she is conscious and if you did that would she be like oh hey i'm in a video game or would she be like this is the real world i am conscious and this is the real world and so she wouldn't know that she was in a simulation that uh you know some 12 year old was playing in his xbox you know a hundred iterations from now let's go to playstation on his playstation 27
that's actually an interesting idea. You know, or, you know, is is the whole world a video game? Well, maybe, but just think on the PlayStation 27, right? This thing's going to be out in 50 years. It's going to be so mind-blowingly powerful that when you play, you know, maybe they'll recreate classic video games. They'll be like, hey, we're going to recreate Super Mario Brothers, but we're going to do it where every single person in the or every single animal and whatever in this game is conscious is conscious so you know when you save the princess she is going to be overjoyed you know you didn't just you just didn't you didn't just uh get a high score in a game you saved a conscious female princess i mean how how sexy would it be to play that game i'm falling in love with this hypothetical princess just as i describe her there really will be no reason to ever leave the house again anyways so the question is, does the fact that uh, the universe is pixelated and stuff can only happen so fast, that's the speed of light means. It means that basically, like, say, if you want to compute what's going on on Earth, for instance, in your simulation, you don't have to compute what's going on in the rest of the universe because it's so far away that even at the speed of light, nothing, nothing could happen. You know, if the entire universe, or whatever, if one half of the universe exploded... Well, it would take it 5 billion years to get to the Earth. So you don't have to calculate that, basically. You don't have to calculate things that are far away in comparison to the speed of light. So it just makes it easier to do the calculations uh, when you have those two things. So anyways, does the physicist think that this makes it more likely that we live in a simulation? And his answer is no, it does not. And he thinks, like, you know, we have no idea what the the super, whatever, the the alien... 12-year-old who's playing the game that we call reality, we have no idea what kind of, you know, computer that kid has, what, you know, what his version of PlayStation is. And so we can't really speculate just because our computers would like to do things a certain way. We can't speculate on those computers at all. And I disagree. So I think the probability that we are living in a simulation video game, I mean, you know, we, no one knows the probability. But I think we should start that probability off at zero. And then if we have evidence in favor of it, we can raise that number. And uh, if we have evidence against it, you can lower the, whatever number you got. So the first thing I'd say is, like, you know, go back to uh, 1000 AD. You know, go to, go to Britain when they're uh, doing Braveheart stuff or whatever. And if you ask them, hey, do you think we're in a simulation? They'd be like, uh, I'd never heard of that thing. There's no reason to think we'll ever be able to simulate anything, uh, so let's put the number at zero. And, you know, maybe in 1900, uh, you might say the same thing, although, you know, there's people, they didn't invent computers yet, but they were, there were some people that, you know, they had, they had stuff that was fancier, but they had kind of like mechanical calculators. Anyway, so that might start giving you a little bit of a clue. So I think, you know, as soon as you invent a mechanical calculator... The number is no, you know, I'll never say, I'll never know or say what the number is, but the number I think is now greater than zero. And it could be point zero 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 zero, you know, a million zeros, one. It could be the lowest number ever, but it's still greater than zero. And then, you know, as you head towards today, I mean, you know, basically Super Mario Brothers. Oh, they created that game in the 80s, I guess. It's like, that's getting, that ain't a simulation of the entire universe where no one can tell if they're if they're real or not. But, you know, now we got little things moving around and interacting. That's getting closer. And then, you know, you come to today, you got 
you know, the video games are getting very fancy, so it looks like a simulation. And the way that physicists do a lot of their physics is they create simulations of, you know, atoms or stars or whatever, galaxies, planets, um, molecules, DNA, protein, whatever, etc. They do that on supercomputers now. So they're doing simulations of the real world, you know, to find out what happens when two stars collide, for instance. Now, on to the sticky wicket. What about simulating the human brain? And we've been working on it, I mean, we can't do it now. If you could simulate the human brain on a computer, you'd have a robot slave that could do anything you ever wanted. But I think they, you know, they're doing it on the, they're doing it on the order of neurons. And I, you know, I haven't heard, they, you know, I heard this 10 years ago, you know, 10 years ago, they could simulate however many neurons, you know, 10 neurons or a thousand neurons or something. Human brain is like a billion or a trillion. But it seems like if you simulate however many neurons are in a human brain, then you uh, are simulating a person. Now there's a question, there's a debate, no one knows. Is that, you know, is that simulation conscious? If you ask it if it's conscious, it's going to say yes. If you ask it what it had for breakfast yesterday, it's going to say eggs or whatever. But we don't know, you know, do you have to have a meat brain to be conscious or... Is it just going through all the thought, you know, every single little bit of thinking, if all that thinking is done, does that make you conscious? And we don't know. So anyways, I think the, the answer is there's a greater than 0% chance that we are uh, in a simulation based on the fact that we can simulate stuff. So let's go over my understanding of the simulation hypothesis. It was created by a philosophy professor who... Uh, I think he teaches at Oxford over in the UK. And it's basically a couple of ifs, ifs, and then a then, based on your answer. So the questions are, uh, is it possible to create a simulation of the universe? And the second question is, if someone can create a uh, simulation of the uni universe, would they do it? And he says, if, those if the answer to those two things are yes, or true, then you are almost undoubtedly living in a simulation. And so the way he uh, pulls that off is he says, okay, so someone creates a simulation, you know, and it's, it's a perfect simulation of the universe. And then if you do that, then someone, you know, you know someone on earth, like, let's, you know, let's, let's all make this humans for now. So if a human makes a perfect simulation of the universe, and in that universe is the Earth, well, on that Earth is going to be another human, and that human is going to make a simulation. And so basically, as you, you'll just have nested simulations. You know, every... whatever. There'll be a human who makes another human who makes another human who makes another human who makes a simulation who makes a simulation who makes a simulation, and it will go on forever. Or, you know, let's just say it goes on... A thousand times well then the question is are you know are you on the earth where the very first person is gonna make the simulation you know they haven't done it yet and they're gonna make it in the future or are you on one of the 999 other earths that are all simulations from the first simulation so unless you think you're real special 
you're on one of the 999 and you are in a simulation, you are in a video game. <laughs>